Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? And so much more. Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkey. I'm a writer, actor, and devoted fan of Sex and the City and And Just Like That. And I've spent so much time and energy fervently defending the show that I couldn't help but wonder, should I do a podcast about this? The answer, of course, is no. But And Just Like Matt is more than a podcast. It's a faith-based community with a shared mission to bring back Samantha full-time. And it's also a call to action. It's a plea because I'm begging you just like me. Come on, you know you want to. And maybe after you give this episode a listen, you will. Folks, there is no intro this week because I have a couple pieces of news to share that I'd like to process with my guests. I'm joined by two beloved thought leaders from the Sex and the City community. My first guest is a hilarious TV writer and producer for American Dad and a bunch of other shows. She's brought so much heat to the picket lines that she's really been the breakout star of the writer's strike. She's also a very good pickleball player. Live from Sag Harbor, it's Nicole Shabtai. Nicole! Hi. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm at Luann's house, and she says hello. Oh, I, I hope she can join us <laughs> at some point. And speaking of Luann... He is the New York Times bestselling author of the book, The Housewives, and he is a legendary TV recapper, and he's been on Homophilia with me about 27 times, all the way from London, Brian Moylan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you both for being here. How's everybody doing emotionally? We've had some technical difficulties this morning. It's nothing. I am just happy to be here embraced in both your and Carrie Bradshaw's warm bosom. That's how I'm feeling. And me too. Great. I'm, as you can tell from my voice, I'm a little shaken up, not just because of the technical difficulties. The first thing is actually good news, which is that even though, and just like that, is nearing its end this season, and just like Matt, is going to be continuing. We're going to do additional episodes. We're going to cover season one and and maybe even beyond that. Give us a five-star review if you haven't, lovers, and maybe we'll leave a go further back into the original Sex and the City and the movies and what have you. So you haven't heard The Last of Us. That's the big thing. Now, the other news, Nicole and Brian, that I wanted you to walk through with me is that this morning I went on the old and just like Matt Instagram at and just like Matt pod and I was gonna post an audiogram that we had made from like two episodes ago our guest Marin Dungey had a cool story about Kim Cattrall and I it was just a story about how she this doesn't matter but Marin got fired from a pilot and then she got a call from Kim Cattrall out of the blue being like Les Moonves told me I wasn't sexy and fired me from a pilot. Whatever. Cool story. I'm posting the audiogram of that, and I go to, and this is probably wrong of me, but I go to tag Kim in the audiogram. And I know that's not best practices, but I, I don't do that very often, and, and it's very complimentary of her. 
and I was unable to do it. And then I was unable to find her at all. And then I went to my own personal Instagram. I couldn't find her there either. And then I woke up my husband, Michael, and said, get on Instagram now and search Kim Cattrall. Has she deleted her Instagram? And he goes, no, she's right here, which led me to the realization that I have been blocked by Kim Cattrall. Oh my gosh. You have been blocked by Kim Cattrall. Only, wait, but that means she like knew about the podcast and preemptively blocked you. <laughs> I, I'd like to As think opposed so. to you being like, Kim Cattrall's a fucking whore and talking shit about her on her Instagram and then she blocked you. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to say. I definitely haven't been talking shit about her on Instagram. Why, how, uh, look, there's a world where she's just searching the hashtags and anybody who's thrown up too many Samantha Jones or sex in the city hashtags, she's like, I don't want it in my feed. I don't want it. I don't want to be notified. I don't want to see it. I'm on this other show now. And that's the past. I have a scenario for you. Yeah. Let's say, I don't know about Kim Cattrall's relationship to her social media, but She's a busy lady. She's an older lady. Like Mm -hmm. many busy older ladies, maybe the social media is a job for the assistant. Mm -hmm. And maybe the assistant was, she said to the assistant, I don't want to see any of these. And so the assistant blocked everybody. So Kim Cattrall actually doesn't have beef with you. It's just an assistant working harder then maybe they should. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. It's it's not you, it's and just like that, and just like Matt. And I, I think maybe, and just like anything, mm. she's just blocked and just, and then anything after and just like, the assistant, of, of course, has been working hard and blocking all of those things. Okay, I'm liking this scenario better. I'm feeling a, a little better about this. Now, she does, as we all know, have a cameo in the show and just like that, Yes. Two weeks from now. So there is going to be a lot of social media chatter about this. So she wants to shut that out preemptively, even though, by the way, it's all love. Everything I've said about her is praise. I say in the intro to this that, that my mission is to get Kim Cattrall back full time in season three. I understand she probably doesn't want that, but it's certainly complimentary. It's amazing who blocks you and why. And know what? I feel like, I think Oscar Wilde said, what other people think about you is none of your business. Mm, Yeah. That's hard for me. Look, it's in the name of the show. I'm begging people to just like me. So this is a real (laughs) blow. This is really tough. But I'm I'm grateful to both of you for for, um, walking with me through this. Have you ever been blocked by a celeb, Nicole? Or a, or a pedestrian? Civilian? <laughs> Definitely. M- many pedestrians, many civilians, who then turned into celebrities, I think, which is, that's even worse. <laughs> and She's got her finger on the yeah, pulse. <laughs> um, which is, like, really bad. I It, it hurts. I, I've been there. I'm... I, I, as you're telling me the story, I'm processing my own shame and embarrassment and grief about mm. the people who have blocked me. <laughs> right. So I hear you, Matt. And um, okay. I understand. Thank you so much. Brian, I don't even need to ask you. You've been, I know you've been blocked left and right. A long history uh, of being blocked. 
Is that yeah, a mischaracterization? I have not been blocked by Jax Taylor, though, unlike everyone else who writes about the Bravoverse. But I did help a certain actor come out of the closet. <laughs> hey, you don't want, and you don't want and to mention him now, even though you did in uh, the national press at the time? It's Lee Pace. And both Lee Pace and the husband that he won't talk about mm. have blocked me on all social media platforms. <laughs> you know, that one, I will say that seems like it would hurt worse. Just in, the, in that Lee seems like he's a little more with us than yeah. yeah. With love. He also posts like major hot shirtless pictures, which I am no longer. You're no longer get privy to enjoy. To those. And the husband is like thirst trap central. He's like the head of PR for Tom Brown, and so he's always either in Tom Brown or in nothing at all. And so <laughs> it was one of my favorite Instagram accounts, and now I'm blocked. Yeah, well, I guess this is just part of growing up and growing old. One of the great themes of and just like that. So I have a question Please. for you, Matt yeah. Grassi. Which celebrities do you think have blocked Carrie Bradshaw on social media? Carrie Bradshaw, not SJP. Not, not SJP, wow, Carrie Wow, that's a great... Bethany Frankel, probably, if word has gotten around to her that, that Carrie's not a fan, which was revealed. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of who is a competitor of Carrie Bradshaw in real life. Who is like a sex writer? Oh. I don't know, Dan Savage. <laughs> <laughs> or Julia Allison. Do you oh, remember Julia yes. Allison from the Gawker days? Oh yeah, they've. She, I'm sure they've got Jeff along. Death has Carrie Bradshaw blocked. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. No, who hates Shaw? Brett Easton Ellis. Oh, fucking hates her. Yes, and won't. They were at like. Won't let it go. We ranting about it on his podcast every week. They were at all the same New York literary parties. He was always like, fuck this girl. She just wants to marry a rich dude and wears too many shoes. Yeah, he can't stand her. Wow, you're so right. God. <laughs> so let's talk about the original before we were blessed with this new revival series. Nicole, what was your relationship to Sex and the City? I am from New York City, and I was in high school when Sex and the City came out, so you can imagine how insufferable I was. I'm just an <laughs> absolute asshole. I used... Were you like a gossip girl? I I wasn't like... I tried that on as like a fun idea, uh, but I don't think it was like part of my actual soul. But what I did it do is take. I used... It didn't take for me, um, but I used to steal my mom's like fur coats and cigarettes and then just walk up and down second avenue like thinking i was carrie bradshaw again oh, yes. really tough stuff really tough yeah so it was i watched it as if it were my life the life that i was living even though i was an absolute child and at the time i really i'm like i related i was like that's that's me and my friends and then that's remember so it's very weird but remember the episode where it's like samantha does the girls bat mitzvah Worse. Yeah, I like in watching, I think it's called Hot Child in the City. Mm -hmm, and I, I mm -hmm. remember watching it and not realizing that I was the child, like the children in it. I was like, oh wow. my God, these right. fucking kids, what a bunch of, I'm like, they're nuts. I'm just not really putting that together. Still feeling like I was, I am currently a 38 year old woman and I feel like I've always been a 38 year old woman so you it's were nice the hot to child in the city <laughs> yes yeah tough stuff 
I don't know. I you are you do have a glamour to you. I can see you pulling off that fur coat and the cigarette in high school. I had br- I imagine nice. I also had braces. Braces, <laughs> the fur coat, and the cigarette walking up and down Even second. Better. <laughs> Standing outside of butter yeah. trying to get in. <laughs> dying to get yeah. into butter. But really actually trying to get into sushi generation, which was on eighty second and second avenue to drink one of those big volcano drinks. So oh, sure. or yeah. the there used to be a place called the Silk Road Palace on the upper west side that you were that served free wine to underage people a chinese restaurant does yeah. that ring a bell if, if they if they didn't card i was there i'm like wow. all over that great city yeah it's so interesting to think about young people watching the original i mean i was not in high school when the show was on and uh you know even in college and in my early 20s it was a little we were getting a little closer to that stage of life did you have peers in high school that were like doing Sex in the City cosplay with you and you'd sit oh, down in the yeah. cafeteria and talk about boys and everything? Of course. It's just crazy to think about. I felt so much older then than I do now. And I think that's probably because <laughs> of Sex in the City. I was like, that's me and that's my life. And I'm going to absolutely emulate it on every level. So again, yeah, rough stuff, but great. But you identified oh, but so as, much as a carry. I at the time I identified as a carry, which is also absolutely rough. But oh, I think no, that I as I, yeah, I don't know. I'm like as I've gotten older, I know I'm I'm more of a Miranda. I'm a Miranda. I'm a Miranda carry. It's a, a nice hybrid. Yeah. And Brian is a Samantha full stop. No clue. You know what? <laughs> I actually think that though I present as a Samantha, I'm a Miranda at wow. heart. Really? And you have, you have a yeah. Carrie-esque career. You actually might be one of the people. Who, you would never have blocked Carrie Bradshaw, but Carrie might have blocked you. Oh my God. Carrie and I would have been at so many parties yeah. together. The women are like about 10 years older than me about. Mm-hmm. So they're about the same exact age as my husband. And my husband is a Carrie, but he's the only person I've ever met whose favorite character is Charlotte. Wow. Many of you will recall in the classic film, Sex and the City, part deux, that's right, talking about the sequel, our beloved Samantha is going through menopause. She has a whole bunch of hormones she's taken. They all get confiscated at the airport. So then they're on their trip. She's uh, eating a bunch of hummus because she thinks it's going to alleviate the symptoms. Well, if only Samantha had access to this week's sponsor, Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women are talking about this nonstop on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. And right now you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com when you use promo code like Matt. Now, Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony. They're dedicated to making women's lives easier. That means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code LIKEMAT at checkout. That's H-A-P-P-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, promo code LIKEMAT for 15% off your first order. Hey, question for you. Do you like to eat? Do you like to save money? Do you like flexibility and ease? Well, then I couldn't help but wonder, have you ever heard of Factor? 
Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They make eating better every day easy. These are two-minute meals, restaurant-quality food. It's ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And right now, if you go to factormeals.com slash likemat50 and use code likemat50, you're going to get 50% off. I'm talking snacks. I'm talking smoothies. I'm talking breakfast, midday bites, and more. And by the way, they've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Flexible for your schedule, as much or as little as you need. You can choose six to 18 meals per week. You can pause, reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals, 100% ready to eat and eat. Head over to factormeals.com slash likemat50 and use code likemat50 to get 50% off. That's code likemat50 at factormeals.com slash likemat50 to get 50% off. I have a real soft spot for Charlotte. I love that about Yeah, him. he's a big... Charlotte fan, and he's also a Matt Grassi fan, and he has sent notes it, as we're please discussing. Please share those as we go. Yeah, absolutely. As we're discussing, I, I will bring up some of his name is Christian. Yeah, some of Christian's notes on the episode. Before we get into the episode, just general thoughts on and just like that, and the and just like that discourse and yeah. gentle reminder that Michael Patrick King is listening and we're well, best so, friends. Yeah. Here's the thing. When people are like, oh, I hate it. And then they're like, but I watch it every week. I'm just like, you mm. love it, actually. So you, you love, love it. it. So yeah, you absolutely you. love it. And when people are like, oh, are you watching? I go, I am watching and I love it. And that's my hot take. I'm like, I love, I'm like, oh, you're so interesting that you think it's like a little bit like weird or bad. I'm like, wow, you're, that's so interesting. You think Che is annoying. Great. Yeah, wow, cool. We are blessed. These are our friends. And yep. we are blessed that we get to continue on and watch their lives. And I hope that it continues until each one of them dies on camera i want this i'm like my you want the six feet under and and i'm yeah and i'm ready to watch whatever i'm like whatever they give me i'll be happy to watch because these are my friends and i'm i'm just thrilled to get to be in their presence again that's how i feel i am with you i i feel the same way and i think that the thing for me that i needed to accept is that these aren't new Sex and the City episodes. Thank you. Right. And I think that the trouble people get in is, oh, it's not like the original, it's not like the original, whatever. Right. And it's just like a different thing, and it's trying to do something different and accepting that. Yeah. However, I have a new hot and just like that take. Lay it on us. And that is, only Carrie should have friends. Okay, I in see. That, same more, like, same more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The original show was Carrie and her friends Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda, who also knew each other. And I actually don't mind Che Diaz, which is how we pronounce their (laughs) name in my household. I don't hate Che Diaz because they are a friend of Carrie's. Mm -hmm. I don't hate Seema because she's a friend of Carrie's. Where I have a problem is the Nyas and the Lisa Todd Wexleys. And it's they're always trying to shoehorn these stories in and they don't fit. Why don't they fit? Because they're not friends with Carrie. That is where I stand. If you're friends with Carrie, allowed. If you're not friends with Carrie, go move on to a, a new show. Brian, I love it. I'm with you. I agree. It's such a good 
point. It really is. And, and that's why Seema, I think, is is popping the most, is she's become a true friend of Carrie's. Mm -hmm. And they've already been yes. through some shit together, and they yep. were coming out on the other side. When she, in the Aiden episode, was it last week, but she wasn't going to come to yeah. dinner, and then she showed up at the end, I cried. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm so happy to see her. Yes. And you can see their, like, real friendship. And, like, Anthony... He's been friends with Carrie for a long time. He's grandfathered in. Yeah, so it's so it's really just Lisa and Naya. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those characters, but I do. I would like to see them in the mix more. I don't. They are really holding out on us in terms of just having a sit down brunch with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I want all yeah. of them. Maybe not Shay, but Carrie, Charlotte, Miranda, LTW, Naya, Seema, one table. Let's go. I don't know why that's being held from us, but maybe next I week. I think it's too big of a table. Yeah. yeah, it is a big table. Yeah. So last week we ended on Carrie heading to the farmhouse in Virginia, and I was very much looking forward to going to Virginia with her, meeting the boys, seeing the house, but apparently we are not, we were not invited because we have, have skipped ahead ben. this week. Matt, it's not called Sex in the Virginia. Yeah, I right. was so happy that we didn't have to go there. If I'm you were, honest. yeah, I was okay. like, I'm, I'm when they were just bad. I was like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, I don't have to go there. I felt great about it. Okay, good. <laughs> That's probably how everybody felt in general. <laughs> we skipped ahead this week. We open on Carrie reading in bed in an evening gown, and then Aiden comes in. Where are you emotionally, Nicole, with the current status of this Aiden Carey relationship? So, uh, and yeah. I, I have an offshoot question, yeah. which is, were you an Aiden or a big sure. for the original? Yeah, let's okay. start there. Unbelievable question. I was both because I had my Aiden and I had my big again in high school. Wow. And so I was whoever was there at the time i was like absolutely but then when big came in you always you always felt that presence and i it's tough i loved when aiden came back a few episodes ago i was like they're doing it i felt all those wonderful feelings it just felt right and it felt really good and i think what they're doing a great job of is taking us on that journey with aiden which is a journey we've been on before remember there's two Aidens also you guys there's the Aiden who Carrie sees at Scout when he opens the bar with Steve and he's like hot and he's brooding yeah. and he's like outside and he's quiet and she sees that Aiden and that's the Aiden we all love that's the Aiden sure. we all want to be with but then there is another Aiden mm -hmm. and it is tougher <laughs> I think when we see that Aiden, it's, it's the part that doesn't totally mesh with Carrie. And I think You're that they're bringing the us the fried chicken Aiden. And I will say there were unbelievable costume nods to previous episodes in this particular episode. When he came out in his tidy whiteies, in it looking snatched, snatched yes. for the record. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That was wild shit. I'm like, also, I'm yeah. like, it, yeah, that was very cool, I thought. And not just um, a flash. He didn't just walk through the room. He's standing in full view. He's moving yes. around. He's bending down yeah. to pick something up off the floor <laughs> at, at 62 years old. Yeah. And yeah, 
looking He's great. 62 and looks that good? He yeah. looks great. Right. Girl, I don't look that good at 45. Well, what that's do I not have? true. That's not 62. true. That's not true. But this, this show is all about redefining the aging process for us. Right. Well, And Brian, what's your Aiden Big take? See, I am a big because I feel like Aiden was always trying to change mm-hmm. Carrie. It was like, you have to quit smoking. You have to go out less. You have to come upstate. And he always wanted her to be something she's not. And again, we get the same thing. I'm not going to your house, which is the like dumbest, most arbitrary rule ever. And so he's such a great guy. But I was always like, he doesn't want Carrie. He wants some idea of Carrie. Whereas Big was a dick, but he always let Carrie be herself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, but it's like this, yeah, this apartment thing. Where is this going? Because I I said this last week, but I don't, Carrie's not going to hurt him again. And I don't think we're going to do the thing where he, he can't handle it because he's still too hung up on what she did to him before and he runs away because we've all, we've already, we've done that before too. Do you like, do yeah. we think this apartment thing is foreshadowing of, of this relationship coming to a head somehow? I, people always ask me about, because I write a lot about The Real Housewives, who would you like to bring back? Who should come back to the show? And I always say this about Housewives, and I'm going to say it about Carrie Bradshaw's life, is your future does not lie in the past. And I think that she... I think that the the Aiden thing is a mirage and she's just like falling back into this easy pattern and it's actually not really good for either of them because Carrie don't want to go to Norfolk. He's not going to move Homer, Tate, and Wyatt, the most (laughs) Brooklyn-named trio of children on the planet, up to Manhattan. I don't see this being a long-term thing. Yeah. I will say when Carrie showed up in that new apartment in the red dress and the beret i want to just flag something for you guys because in season two episode 12 carrie shows up at big's apartment in a beret and a red dress with a with handfuls of mcdonald's and she comes in yes. and she's like la big mac blah 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 and then oh, she's right. even talking about if i'm gonna move i'm gonna mo- like maybe i'll just like move to paris for a little while and blah blah and it's a really weird it's, a, it's an amazing scene and it's a breakup scene and people don't well if you were moving to paris that you would move for yourself right and aiden says the same thing to her in yes. this scene oh, he shit. says he says, if you're going to, if you're going to do, don't do that for me. And she yeah. says to him, but I want you to be happy. And I thought that was so telling because again, I'm like, this is a woman, a real person to me who is just. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all agree that Carrie Bradshaw actually she exists. exists. <laughs> like, this is my friend um, who is just falling into old patterns who is trying stuff on and is just doing kind of her old shit in kind of new clothes but also old clothes because she's literally wearing the same clothes (laughs) and uh i don't know it's i thought that was like super interesting that they that the costume designer did that like it's really it's time travel or something you are an eagle-eyed viewer nicole that is such a good catch 
Thank you. That's so insightful. I, it would never have occurred to me. Thank you. In terms of Carrie leaving her apartment, getting a new apartment, we've been through that cycle a couple of times. Where she's had a couple false starts leaving and then getting it back. But it does seem like this time it might be for real. Unless that little scene at the end is telegraphing that she's just going to sublet it to, to that. Lizette. I feel like that has to be where that's going. Or she's just going to rent it to her and still own it. But also, why would you sell New York City real <laughs> estate? <laughs> and I also feel like the show is not really... It's telling us, but not really telling us, that Carrie is fucking rich. Yeah. Like, rich. Like, remember when she couldn't afford a down payment on that apartment and that's why Aiden had to come in? Carrie is fucking rich. And she doesn't need to sell that apartment to buy the new one. Like, just buy the new one and rent out the other one and make more money. That's what rich people have been doing for a billion years. You're right. And I hope that is what she does. But, yeah, she's rich because she came into a lot of money when Big passed away. But there's also something really, I, I don't know, karmically correct perhaps about the idea that she's essentially going to use Big's money to buy a home for Aiden. I, amen, sister. Yeah. How much do you think that apartment on Gramercy Park? I was thinking about that. It has to be $14 million. That, that sounds right. Uh, Brian? Yeah. I was around there. I was thinking 15 to 20. Yeah. But something about the way that it was shot, it felt it felt quite different, obviously, than that like weird modern place she lived in for a week yeah. last season. And she had her two different places with Big that were fine. But this is a beautiful place. I can see us being quite comfortable there. I could too. But it also doesn't feel like we're, I don't know. It feels like we're not, not ever going to get there. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they keep us in Carrie's apartment then just to move her to a new apartment and then next season she's in this new apartment? It doesn't seem spiritually correct. Yeah. I have to mm. say, I think they really laid it on thick with the Wyatt stuff. Oh, and even Charlotte was like, 14 is a tricky age. And we're reminded that he is 14. Yeah. So it, I, if, I'm, if I had to guess, right? Because they've already, she can't break his heart again. I yeah. think he's going, I think you, you've said this too, Matt. He's going to break her heart. But I think it's not going to be because it can't work he out. Trust it's, her. It's, yeah, I think it's, I think it ha- it's going to have something to do with he, his son and he needs to be full time at home <laughs> with Wyatt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> also, Wyatt is clearly the gay one. Let's be perfectly honest. You, yeah, Wyatt, 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 Wyatt might need he's Carrie more than he knows. Of Carrie Bradshaw. That's... You're so right. He's a little hater. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, I fucking hate that bitch. Doesn't even know her. Already casting aspersions. He's already on Team Samantha. Yeah. A hundred percent. So watch out for Wyatt. Then we've got. <laughs> meanwhile, in looking at another apartment, we've got Seema with her client Ravi and a nice cameo from Ryan from uh, Million Dollar Listing. By the way, Ryan's acting pretty solid. Some nice totally delivery. Solid. Yeah. And I am obsessed with the fact that Bravo now exists in the Just Like That universe. Yes. So Carrie Bradshaw lives in the Just Like That universe, and this is my eagle-eyed viewer 
thing of the week is remember when Carrie's at the party and she's talking to Victor Garber, yeah. who owns the salon or the uh, art gallery. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, my last wife wrote a book about bikinis, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you know who wrote that book about bikinis? Oh, no, Kelly no, no, Kaloran no. Ben Simone. <gasps> Kelly Kaloran Ben That was a guess. Wait, that's the real title of the book? And wait, Nicole, you just guessed that based off of vibes? Yeah. This is it is true. Shocking. Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone has a bikini that book. makes so much sense. Just like that guy's ex-wife. And he might be Gilles Ben Simone. That's so good. <laughs> wow. And, yeah. I mean. And she might join yeah. us next next season. It's a real turnout. Get her on the show. Oh, yeah. 100%. She should come work for SEMA. <laughs> Michael, my husband, Michael, had a pitch that really stayed with me, which is, to your point, Brian, Bravo now existing in the Sex and the City universe. Samantha Jones joins the cast of Roni. And I don't <gasps> mean him. The character Samantha Jones joins Roni. And so and we can you can watch it in two ways. On the on our show, we maybe see Samantha interacting with her new reality show co-stars. But then if you just watch Real Housewives on Bravo, all of those real people, Jenna Lyons and the rest of them, all have to interact with Kim Cattrall as if Samantha Jones is a real person. I mean, I love this. <laughs> This is, I would watch that. I've never been more in for anything in my life. But what I want to see on the show is is Samantha Jones interviewing with Andy Cohen to be a real housewife. Oh, God, yeah. And talk, yeah, talk, and she'd have to talk all about female friendships and what hers have been like in New York and what that experience has been. Wow. I think we're on to something. We just keep solving season three for them. Speaking of Samantha Jones, I would like to point something out, and it has to do with Naya's new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And is he not the ghost of Sweet Jerry? <laughs> Brian, you're so right. That can't be a coincidence. He was more Smith Jared than Smith Jared. I was dying. And Aiden is in his tidy whiteies, like you said, in full view for 30 seconds. And this guy does the thing they do on TV where he sits on the side of the bed and pulls up his underwear so you can't see his butt or anything else. And I, no one has ever put their no. underwear on like that in the history of the world. And it's fucking HBO, people. We can't see a man ass. And meanwhile, N- Naya is doing full nudity. And she looks amazing. Like, I am I am very happy that she's getting laid. I'd like to get her out of the bedroom. She does seem to be cloistered away not getting to interact with anybody else other than her new um tinder date but i wonder if that's because she's shooting the morning show and they have to just grab moments with her wherever they can oh that makes sense that makes sense yeah like everything well she must be your favorite actress matt oh god she's on your two favorite shows i know and then we'll imagine then somehow we incorporate jennifer anderson's character from the morning show into and just like that now my head and heart are exploding so i am rooting for seema to find love but by the way really enjoyed her romp with her client ravi during the rental viewing but i don't know about this guy right what's happening we're getting we get a rosemary dewitt like the, the women are showing up but yeah. where are the Matthew McConaughey's? Where are the Justin Thoreau's for the third time? Right. Where are they? Right. What's happening? What is happening with casting these characters? I, maybe everyone's work. Maybe New York everyone's guys working? are just are just hard to. <laughs> everyone's working during this strike. Listen, it's a fair question. And by the way, 
I would like for Smith Jared to come back, even if Samantha's not going to. That what? Imagine, oh my God! Imagine if Naya's having sex with a guy we don't see his face in bed, and then she they roll over and we reveal that it's Smith Jared. Oh my God! I would die. But also, you know how New York is. You would go to a party and Smith Jared would be there, and yeah. you'd be like, "Oh my God, Smith Jared! You used to date my girlfriend," and then you just chat with him. Absolutely. Do y'all remember that episode where Samantha does a like an unfortunate facial laser treatment and she ends up looking real, real red? She's like, oh, my skin. <sighs> Perfect impression, by the way. Um, well, I have been there because I'm a retinol user. And as I'm sure you know, retinol has its upsides, but it also can cause redness and irritation. So I'm always looking for a skincare routine that's going to help me combat that redness and that irritation and do everything else. And I have finally found it with One Skin. One Skin is here to help you simplify your skincare regimen. One Skin proves you don't need a complicated routine to achieve better skin. Their topical supplements make it easy to help your skin stay younger and healthier without all the extra steps. And One Skin is more than skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root causes of aging to help you look and feel your best at every age. If you get started today, you get 15% off using code LIKEMAT at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code LIKEMAT. And after you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Let them know that you heard about them right here on and Just Like Matt. It's time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with One Skin. So the Brady Lily thing, look, I, I don't mean to make this about me, this this show that's called In Just Like Matt, but I have to just say that I did predict a Brady Lily romance when this season first began, but I'm into this. What, what are you guys feeling? I feel like I am into it. Christian has a note on this, mm. and that is... He says, my favorite beat was when Charlotte realized that Miranda would be a nightmare mother-in-law for <laughs> Lily. Very true. <laughs> Agree. But my problem with this season is we often see people behaving in ways that don't seem to make sense. And it's we had Charlotte already go out into the blizzard to get Lily condoms. But now she's, oh, but she can't possibly be fucking Brady. It's like, how did she go from super sex positive mom to I don't want her doing anything? That's what I didn't understand about the storyline. I, I was, I just kept try, trying to zero in on age because are, am I wrong that Lily's a senior in high school and he's two years? Are, are we getting into a 17, 19 territory? Because that can be tricky. That sound, yes. But I also, the best line of the whole episode when Carrie was like, says, that's two of my stuffed animals having sex. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about it, too. It's true. Uh, what I like is that if it continues, like, Charlotte and Miranda dealing with the awkwardness of their kids dating, it is just a color we haven't gotten to see on them yet. That's the advantage yeah. of these characters getting older and having their kids grow up is they get they can experience something that we just haven't gotten to experience nicole you are a mom do you ever your, your daughter's much younger than she's five and a half brady and lily obviously but <laughs> do you and your friends ever she's joke? already hooking yeah. up with your friends yeah, kids. but yeah. are, aren't there friends who are like i hope they may grow up and marry each other they are sweethearts in high school or um i like i'm I can't picture it, but what I do love, I'm like, for them, I think that was like the most 
fun that we've had with Miranda and and Charlotte this season just together yeah. as a storyline. I was like, this is like you were saying, like this is fun. This is a, a new color for yes. them, and it felt like uh, they found something interesting to do with them. I like I don't really I don't really care either way about Lily or Brady. I'm so sorry. Maybe that makes me like a bad person, but I I'm I love the fun that we're going to have between Miranda between and Charlotte. Friends. Yeah, and that monologue about about them getting together or not and, and I just it really made me feel so happy for Charlotte because I just was like that she just really got everything that she ever wanted. And yeah. I was just, I was like, you know what? Charlotte rules. That's that. I just felt so good about that scene. And Harry then asking about the coat rack for a party in the spring. I thought was a great button. I'm with you, Nicole. Because also what I love about Charlotte is that one of the, she uh, of course wanted uh, marriage. She wanted kids. She wanted all that. But she also just as badly wants all of her friends to be happy. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's, a, that, that's the quality you want in a friend. I liked the idea of when they when Lily was oh I haven't seen him since this camping trip we went on when he was fourteen and them like and then Carrie shows up and he's oh Aunt Carrie yeah. of them like their families having vacation together and spent all this time together like I just enjoy thinking about the life that they had when we weren't around and how good that must have been yeah I know God then that's why we need to stay with them until the day that we all drop dead at the exact yeah, same time at the exact same time exactly but you know what gotta say what i don't ever want to see again is our gals eating at chipotle <laughs> i was shocked and also miranda hobbs has never paid extra for guacamole in her whole life <laughs> you're so right that's why she's saying no rice principle. She's, yeah she's saying no rice and then she's arguing with the cashier at the end because it's a trade-off yep you're right. Do we think that was product placement? I gotta wonder. If it's not, then they're just leaving money on the table. Yeah. But also, why is... And this is a, a Christian note as well as a Brian note. Why is Miranda poor? Like, Thank she you. A, Get out of okay. that. She's been living with Naya. It's time to move out. And the bathroom she, is in Naya's bedroom. Get right. out. Move get, out. Get your own damn apartment. You worked at a car corporate law firm for 30 years. You own a brownstone in Brooklyn. You have plenty of money. Uh, Brady's not going to college. You can blow that fund. Exactly. The bar seems to be doing okay, <laughs> as far as I know. I don't know. I'm with you. But so that true. was also interesting to me in that Miranda gets all mad. Oh, you're flipping burgers, blah, blah, blah. Your husband owns a bar. What's the difference? Steve was never good enough for her, as we know. Because he has a penis. Also true. Now, Lisa Todd Wexley's story with this week was primarily that she is tired. <laughs> She's falling asleep in the closet repeatedly. But l listen, when we found out why at the end, that reveal that she's pregnant, I gasped. 
Yeah. And I was like, I was right. I was like, does she have mono? I'm like, what's happening? Is she okay? And then when I even, just to make sure that I had her name, I Googled Lisa Lee, but I, but instead of Wexley, I Googled Lisa Wexler. And what came up was uh, an absolute ghost from the past, which is Jill Zarin's sister, Whoa. Lisa yes. Wexler, who has uh, a podcast and so that was just very exciting but she's like an advice she was like an advice columnist and like radio advice host yeah lisa like, wexler way before a podcast <laughs> oh god another person who would have blocked carrie by the way a hundred percent but speaking of housewives connections do you remember one i want to say it was maybe season three four five of real housewives of new york and they're on a boat party and Ramona has a pregnancy scare, and we're all at home going like, sister, <laughs> this is not pregnancy. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. But I, I have, that is how I felt about Lisa Todd Wexler. Same. How Sorry. old yeah. is, do we think Lisa Todd Wexler, because all of our, our primary gals are like 56, but Lisa's yeah. clearly younger, right? She's in her 40s. I guess so. But she's got a 16-year-old kid, you know? She could have had him young. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but... Yeah. Che Diaz has a meet cute with uh, Toby, the kitten savior. And this is this was an important moment because a lot of people questioning why is Che working at the vet's office when they're such a well-known stand-up. They could just pop into Caroline's and do a set and make some money. I was one of those people, by the way. But it turns out Che probably hasn't been performing because they're just so burnt by showbiz. And now we know. Okay. But for how well, long? <laughs> Like, yeah. that was Thank the craziest you. thing. It was just like, whatever happened to them? It's been like four weeks. Like, sometimes, like I'm, I start to think about myself. I'm like, whatever happened to me? I was like, are people wondering? I'm right, like, it's right. like, everyone just back off. People can take breaks, I think. I, like, how Yeah, long? you're in Sag Harbor. You've been off the picket I, lines in LA you. for days. Yeah, Everyone just... in there is going, well, what happened to Nicole? Exactly. Che doesn't even know that they're about to go on strike. Right. So it's about to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at the vet, Che. Stay at the vet. But stand-ups, that's still a way you can make some money during the strike. Maybe now is the I time mean... I should start. <laughs> Che at the Vet is a different show. It's not a show that I wouldn't watch. It's just different. Uh, yeah, sure. It's a show that I like, whether it's a different one or not. Uh, yes, and by the way, I just have to say, Carrie needs that kitten. I'd like no. to see oh Her face. Do not get a cat. <laughs> Nothing about Carrie Bradshaw says, I want a cat. Oh, I could see her ending up with several of those babies. Wow. Especially if this thing with Aiden goes south. She I think that would shock. Lady. I think I'd that like would it. shock me if that happened. I think that would. It would shock <laughs> me. It would shock me. Yeah. I wanted to kill it um, when she saw it, right? Like it was like in the house and she was like, take off her shoe and throw it. No? Was that not? Like she was like. <laughs> no. She's falling in love. Because look, the other story that we haven't gotten to tell yet, I was. That's, this is why I wanted to go to Virginia, was I wanted okay. to see Carrie in a domestic situation with children. I wanted to see. She's never had to put on a maternal hat. Right. And obviously, we're not going to get to go to Virginia with her. We're not going to see that. So I'm happy to see it with a kitten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gross. <laughs> I know I have to let you go. I just, we need to run through some other things quickly. Anthony and Giuseppe, they've had five dinners with no dick. See, this is what I was talking about with 
characters behaving crazy. And we got to it with why Anthony wasn't giving him dick, but he's always been the sluttiest dude on the show. And now he's not putting out for this fucking hot, big dicked Italian. Come on, girl. He likes him too much. He's got to protect his heart. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't. Do you identify as an Anthony, Ryan? Now that I think about it. No, what? I'm probably I'm definitely more an Anthony than a Stanford. Does that make Christian a Stanford? He's not going to this line of questioning. I bit. mean, no, what? It makes Christian a Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> and no, what? Christian kind of is a Stanford. I look. I, I, there, <laughs> He's going to be so <laughs> really mad when he listens to this. Never but, forget. But it look, look vi- uh, and, and of course, Willie Garson was a very handsome man. But Christian is a. Uh, is a hot gentleman and doesn't look anything like a Stanford. But emotionally, yeah, maybe. So I have a quick question before we rip through some things quickly, which is, Matt and Nicole, if you were in a situation like Carrie's and you get a call from the ex-wife, do you take the meeting? Absolutely. I do. I take the meeting. I always take the meeting. Oh, I do not. You don't even show up to find out what she wants. I have nothing to do with that lady. Wow, you have incredible boundaries. <laughs> if she was, if she sent me an email and was like, please don't write about my kids, I'd be like, cool, all right, no problem, sister. But yeah, no, I don't want to, because the only thing they have in common is Aiden, and then they're like talking about that shit, and Kathy had heard all this shit about Carrie. Carrie don't know shit about Kathy. No, ma'am. It was an interesting seed to be planted. It's so specific. It's, it's relatable. It's, I wouldn't want my kids to be written about by a famous rhyme. I would block the hell out of her for that. Um, but I, I don't know. Does this mean that Carrie is going to write about them in some capacity? Or wh- wh- why, why that specific ask from Kathy, do you think? I think because Wyatt is, there's more to the story. <laughs> With mm-hmm. Wyatt. Wyatt is trying to get in the column. <laughs> Wyatt's like, dying. I'm gonna. Ch- <laughs> Wyatt is such a drama queen. Wyatt is, I'm gonna fucking torture this bitch until she writes a whole book about me. <laughs> oh my God. I need a whole show about yeah. Wyatt. I'm pitching the show. You it's like closeted teen, <laughs> lives in Norfolk, parents went through a divorce, he hates the step monster. Great. It's ready to go. Crush on Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. Do you both have a moment to stay with us for a listener voicemail there's a a take that i really would like for you to hear yeah i do of course hi matt love the pod long time listener first time caller um this isn't so much a question as a sort of headcanon theory that i've had since season one of and just like that that i really feel like i need to get out to the people So I don't really buy that Carrie and Samantha would stop speaking over something as trivial as Samantha being Carrie's publicist. What I always believed in my heart to have happened is that in the 2016 election, Samantha voted for Trump. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but she once famously said that she could guarantee him at a party in the original series. They definitely ran in the same circles in New York. She probably had sex with him at one point. I think that, you know, 2016 turned friends against friends. I think when the girls were chatting at brunch, Samantha probably said, he's a businessman. And it is just locker room talk, honey. 
And what happened was it caused a wedge between her and the rest of the girls. And then after he won and we saw what a monster he was for real as president, she got embarrassed and she decided that she was going to leave the country. Tell me what you think. Also, if you'd like to pass this along to Michael Patrick King and really make it canon, um, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to, um, to, to allow that to go his way. Thank you. That oh my God. has blown wow. my mind to little bitty pieces. Wow. It makes so much sense. <laughs> and I was actually watching... My friends and I do what we call Sex in the City Roulette, where we get really stoned, and then you just go through and stop on an episode and watch it. Mm. And one of we watched an episode recently, and Donald Trump was in it. Ew. Uh, Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I was like, ew, this is not what I want in my Sex in the City. So, yeah, that makes total sense. And I can also see Samantha being a few years older than the ladies and maybe having some problematic Me Too views. Oh, honey, that's just work. We all went through it. Why are they even complaining? You know what totally. I mean? Yeah, yeah and I, I can I, see this for Samantha. You know, when it comes to LGBTQ plus things, and a, a woman's right to choose. Obviously, Samantha is socially liberal, but yeah. you know there are a lot of real housewives that claim to be friends of the community but voted for Trump. And Sonia Morgan voted for Trump because same reason, because she knew him and yeah. probably had sex with him. Yeah. And I, I, Candace Bushnell does hang out quite a bit with Ramona Singer. And we know Ramona Singer is a Trump supporter. I can see this theory, this might hold some water. It's an unbelievable theory. There are some things I choose to believe are true, like that Leah Michelle can't read. <laughs> I am also choosing to believe yeah. that this is true. I love that. Yes. This is really, this is an earthquake. This is an earthquake in our community. Michael Patrick, please, you just got permission to fold this right on in to season three. wonder if that's her cameo. They turn on the news and it's Samantha <laughs> at a Trump rally in a MAGA hat. <laughs> Make America great again, honey. Uh, we only have two more episodes until that cameo moment. We're all counting down to it. Just in closing... What are your thoughts and prayers and prediction for this moment that we're building toward? Nicole? I Just between them, what they're going to say to each other or how it's all going yeah, to go all down. all of it, any of it. Yeah. yeah, it's, listen, do we want Carrie to be happy? No, because that would be the end of the show. <laughs> so I think that, you know, whatever is going to happen with Aiden, we're going to go on this ride and it's going to be a wonderful ride and it's going to feel familiar and it's going to feel a little bit different and Wyatt is going to have something to do with it Mm -hmm. and then at the end she's going to call her friend Samantha and as you said Matt I hope that in season three that bedroom that's in Carrie's new apartment that she will buy will be Samantha's bedroom and then Miranda's bedroom and then she has three and then Charlotte's bedroom and then they all live together the house is transparent (laughs) like everybody gets the apartment for a season oh god yeah and maybe Samantha has she spent some time uh, away she's seen America for the filth that it is and she's come back ready to vote for Biden in 2024 and make her amends 
Oh God! I listen. I, I wish she was hearing this to know how many great ideas we have for her. But unfortunately, we unfortunately, know that yeah. she's not. She's, she's not. been blocked. Yeah. What I really hope happens is that Carrie and Aiden break up, and Carrie says, "Oh, life is too short. I really need my friend Samantha right now." And she calls Samantha, and Samantha goes, "Carrie." Bitch, I never liked him. Why'd you do this again? <laughs> this is always a stupid idea. Yeah, and, and even if it's just that, I'll be thrilled. Brian, Moylan, Nicole Shabtai, you're both so inspiring in so many ways, but especially when it comes to your insight about about all things Sex and the City and just like that. I really appreciate you both being here bearing with me through our the technical difficulties and my own personal pain and just all of it an honor thank you so much for having me and just like matt is a wow podcast production created and hosted by me matt mcconkey our executive producer is renee colvert if you've got a burning question about a relationship or friendship problem or really anything sex in the city adjacent just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at andjustlikematt at gmail.com and I'll answer your question on the show with my very fancy guests. Hold up. 